Here we go. You are listening to Law and Gospel Rumination Thursday on this June the 18th in the year of our Lord 2020. And being a Rumination Thursday, I'm Pastor Tom Baker. You're listening to Law and Gospel. And with me, my co-host, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you getting up into the 80s and 90s in Springfield, Illinois? Yep. Yesterday and today and tomorrow. Well, good time to stay in an air-conditioned house. Yeah. Well, they're, they're tearing up the streets in front of my house. They don't like you that much? They're trying to get you to move? Actually, we're getting new streets. They're going to repave it. They replace the curves. They're actually. Oh wow, that's kind of noisy. They don't work at midnight, do they? <laughs> Are you kidding? They're seven thirty to three thirty, and that's it. Oh, that's nice. Well, you came across with another good day of subjects. Because a lot of people are hearing Black Lives Matter. And what you did is you found a whole bunch of pastors, um, also rabbis, Muslim leaders, talking about that in sermons. What was your initial reaction when you saw that they were particularly upholding the understanding of Black Lives Matter in a sermon? Well, in a sermon, I mean, obviously, what we talk about uh, during this half hour, during the course of the week, it's law and gospel. Where's the law? Where's the gospel? Uh, And is that really the, the church? Are they representing what the church has to say? It, to me, it ran pretty much counter to what we had discussed the week previous about Enoch and Noah and what it meant to be a, a Christian in, in the midst of all of these uh, troubles. Yes, I was particularly interested in what you sent me that the Southern Baptist Convention President, J.D. Greer, called for members of the nation's largest Protestant denomination to declare that black lives matter. Now, whether he understood what they meant, it was interesting that it wasn't that long ago that he talked about black lives matter But he noted in his speech in 2013 that he was not aligned with Black Lives Matter. He said there were things they were doing, like defunding the police is unhelpful. They were deeply disrespectful to many public servants who bravely put themselves in harm's way every day to protect us. But now... He seems to have changed his tune. Why do you think he did that? I think to go along with part of the, with sweeping across America is 
is let's all be part of a of a movement uh, of of uh, Black Lives Matter, and uh, we're we're you know it's like wearing the American pl- flag and mom and apple pie and all those kind of things. That's what I took it as. Yeah, on June the 9th, he gave part of the reason. We realize that, especially in a moment like this one, we need our brothers and sisters of color. Now, boy, what he's saying there is, as president of the Southern Baptist Convention, we need to have more blacks And so let's go along with this understanding that black lives matter. And what we need to do today is talk about how that statement is really something that divides the country. Oh, you know, to start with, isn't he somewhat colorblind if he says uh, of color? I thought white was a color, too. Yes, but to show you how, how shall I put this, how much black lives really don't care. Imagine if there was a Black Lives March with all the signs saying Black Lives Matter, and you as a white person wrote a big sign, White Lives Matter, and went into that march. What do you think is going to happen to you? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he'd be appreciated. In fact, uh, it isn't so much that uh, some have tried to go in and say white lives matter. Is they, they've put signs out that all lives matter, and they they were drummed out of a out of the crowd. Yeah, I was thinking about how can we describe this from a Christian point of view, and uh, I've got a lot of things that came to my mind. One of them was, if you take a look at the message of Jesus Christ, especially at the beginning of Mark, he talks about that he has come to preach the gospel. And can you imagine if he said, and the gospel is that Jewish lives matter? Mm. Yeah. It that was would have Southern been Baptist. horrible. Oh, yeah, this, this Baptist president went went on to say, as a gospel issue, Black Lives Matter. So he, he went out and proclaimed that to be the case. Well, and he said that because Black Lives Matter, of course, because our brothers and sisters are made in the image of God. That is false teaching. Not all black lives are made in the image of God. They have fallen. They are not children of God any more than all white people are children of God. God makes a clear distinction between those he created, he created all people, But more to the point, the individuals that are properly the children of God are those who have faith in Jesus Christ. That trust needs to be there. 
for somebody to say that such and such a person is a child of God or made in the image of God. No, it seems to me that whether you're black or whether you're white, if you're using the occasion to do rioting and destroy stores and get televisions for yourself at no cost, these are not people who are respective of being children of God. Yeah, what, what uh, comes to mind as you say that, you know, that, that it's all lies is is in our liturgy in, in the church right at the very beginning of the service. What do we say? I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess yes. unto you all my sins and iniquities. We We all confess our sins. The, whether you're black, white, brown, whatever whatever your color may be. Well, we all, in the sense of Christians, but many unbelievers do right. not confess their sins. In fact, how many times have we heard that this robbing and beating up other people is because we're angry, as though being angry is justification for sinning? Right. Right. No oh, sense at all. Getting back to what I said about Jesus, though, that he would say that Jewish lives matter. There actually was a group at the time of Jesus that said that. You know who I'm talking oh, really? about? Well, there's the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Zealots. And scribes, Exactly. They said that Jewish lives matter. And what they meant by that is that Gentile lives did not matter. And they made that very clear. They were really angry with Jesus when he sat down and ate with Gentiles, uh, with um, tax collectors, uh, with uh, prostitutes, etc. For them... In fact, even if you were a Gentile and you became Jewish, changed your faith, you still were not allowed into the temple proper. You were in that area where the women were, the children were, and the diseased individuals uh, were permitted sometimes. In other words, the Gentiles were not part of all people matter. And yet... Jesus, there's no doubt, he sent out his disciples one time, particularly to the lost sheep of Israel. But that didn't mean that he didn't talk to Gentiles. Uh, Remember at that particular well where he talked to that Samaritan woman? Right, yeah. Samaritan was kind of a half-Jew, half uh uh, Arabic. Yes. Gentile. And they were really despised by a lot of the Orthodox Jews at that time. Jesus brought a whole new understanding. And therefore, if in the time of Jesus, somebody had said Jewish lives matter, that would be coming from the lips of those who really did not like Uh, the other side, the Gentiles. And we see this in Black Lives Matter marches. They'll have signs, kill white 
policemen, things like that. How any pastor in a sermon can encourage their people to get behind Black Lives Matter is beyond me. It has absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. We should love black people uh, regardless of who they are. And when I was at uh, my congregation for 28 years, a large number of them were, were black. But they did not have this kind of an attitude that they felt themselves superior to, to white people. And it was a congregation where we all got along real well. In fact, uh, I hadn't been back for a while, but one of our fine members, John Smith, left this veil of tears to go to heaven. Louise and I attended the funeral. The church was packed, and 90% with uh, black people who just love hearing the sermon that was done by our new pastor there, that John was in heaven because Jesus had died for his sins. His sins were all paid for, and someday we will see him also. And it was just a joyous occasion and none of this Black Lives Matter nonsense was was found there at all, uh, because there were still a number of uh, white people in the congregation, and they loved John, and they loved each other, and that's what the kingdom of God on earth really looks like. Look like, yeah, and and what you've just described is absolutely. Now, what's in these articles, they're, they're, they're describing uh, how we should be a part of the protest. And as you say, in some instances, get violent in breaking up things and, and hurting people and hurting people's property. Whereas you, what you described of the church is a love of faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love and the, that Jesus has had for us by going the way of the cross. Yes, a lot of people don't recognize there's a difference between not liking a person because of their race or the skin color versus not liking them because they're breaking into stores and such. When when we see blacks or whites breaking into stores, we don't appreciate them. But that doesn't mean that we're racist. It simply means that we are against crime and that, therefore, we cannot understand why a lot of these oh, mayors are telling their police to stand down and allow this to happen. That's not why we elected a mayor. We elected a mayor and government officials to protect us and our property. But when they think that offending these people is more important than protecting us, that's a mayor that needs to be removed. Right. No, I, I, that's well said and really right to the point. One of the things that when I read this came to mind was Article 7 of the Augsburg Confession, 
and in there it says the church is the assembly of believers in which the gospel is taught purely and the sacraments are administered rightly. That uh, especially that part about the gospel is taught purely to talk about, as you said, with uh, the funeral there about uh, Christ dying upon the cross for our sins and uh, not just uh, taking matters into our hands and destroying things around us. Yes. To, to show you how inconsistent are these false pastors, the president of the Southern Baptist Church made a good point. He's saying that the gospel message and church unity matter more than political divisions over President Donald Trump. Then he goes on in this message, and we also, by the way, agree to repudiate our president's lamentable statements, the tone that he sets, lament his lack of leadership in what we feel are important areas. Now, if that isn't a contradiction, uh, I can't imagine that even though there are some presidents that I haven't agreed with, that I would ever speak about that in a sermon. Because we, as Christians, have the right to have different opinions about our political leaders, but we don't have the right to use a sermon, for example, to make other members of the congregation feel that they are wrong if they don't think that the uh, president is a terrible president. Right. I mean, have you ever served in a congregation where you had both political parties plus independent voters in there, and you you have to steer clear of all the politics because uh, each has their their side of of, of beliefs. Well, I don't stay clear of them because they have different beliefs. I stay clear of them because it's not my business. There the only go. time that there I speak go. out against political leaders is when they are fomenting immorality. Political leaders that are for the killing of babies in the womb. Political leaders who think that gay marriage is not an abomination before Almighty God. There we can speak in a sermon with specifics attached. But just to give a broad outline of saying all politicians are like that, that would be wrong to say. So we as pastors, we do have limits as to what we can say in the political realm. If we say something that another Christian can disagree with, then I really don't have the right to say this is what your position should be. You need to have the same political position I do. And we need to make a very clear distinction between that which is political and that which is religious. Because a lot of Christianity is involved in the political realm because of the immorality. I would say 95% of what Congress adopts, I don't have any problem with as a Christian. 
I may disagree with it as uh, a citizen, but that doesn't give me the right as a pastor to speak out against it if other Christians have a valid point of view in disagreeing. Would you say Jesus said it a little bit uh, more succinctly when he, he said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render unto God the things that are God? Yes, and in that context, you're quoting Romans 13. He also says very clearly, pay taxes to these leaders. And these were Roman emperors who were persecuting the Christians. And yet we were still to pay taxes through people like Matthew, who had been a tax collector working for the Romans. And so that distinction is really clear in Romans 13 as to where a religious leader can say things. And to support Black Lives Matter uh, appears to me to really increase racism among people. That after hearing some of these pastors, you would think that all black people are for Black Lives Matter. When in reality, just recently, a very conservative group, Bible-believing black leaders were taken off of certain parts of the Internet because of their uh, disagreement with Black Lives Matter. That's where the problem is coming. Coming. And don't you think that uh, that this Black Lives Matter is almost making them victims? Yeah, that's really a good point, that once you think you're a victim you're going to be doing all kinds of things. When you get pulled over by a white policeman, you're going to think he only pulled me over because I was black. Uh, I've been pulled over by uh, policemen, and I'd say almost every time they were very kind, and uh, I might have got a ticket if I was going over the speed limit, but there was one occasion when two white policemen stopped me. I was going the wrong way on a one-way street and hadn't realized it was a one-way street. And they began to swear at me and were very violent. And I didn't walk away from that saying, boy, white lives matter, you know, as though those police were the cause of my being a victim. No, I was a victim because I went the wrong way on a one-way street. And Christianity, what do you think about this, Wes? that Christianity teaches that every person is a victim in this world, a victim of our flesh, of the world, and of the devil. Nobody has a problem. Nobody is free from problems in this world because of the devil's work. And, And therefore, if you want to think of yourself as a victim then you're going to be in situations and react to them in ways that are really contrary to the Christian faith. Hmm. 
Well said. I think that's a great point to bring up. And that brings us back to full circle what we were talking about in our liturgy, where at the beginning of the service, we all confess that we are sinful. Yes. Nobody is less compared to anyone else. We are all equally sinners. We all can be equally saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the message. Yes, black lives matter. I don't have a problem with saying that, but I have a problem with agreeing with the movement that says it. Because I also say white lives matter, Jewish lives matter, brown lives matter, Hispanics matter. We all matter because Jesus Christ died for us all. Good point. Right right to the very heart of it. That's what uh, I was looking for when I was reading all these articles. Well, once more, thanks so much. I don't know if you realize we will not be on next week because uh, KFUO is going to be raising Monday, Thursday, and Friday. So our programs won't be there. So give some thought about two weeks from now what we can be dealing with. Two weeks. And tomorrow is Open Mic Friday. Email me if you have any questions that we might be able to respond to. I'm Tom Baker, Wes Reinitz. God bless. 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to law and gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.